0: connection the all new region cajun 102.7 fm
1: Yeah, you get me singing to start play-by-play today. It is Casey Disclair here on this hump day. Hope everybody's enjoying their Wednesday. We've got a fun show coming your way. We've got BJ Young coming up at noon. The Tarpons are taking on Lutcher. We'll ask BJ how practice has been on the bayou. I know we had Coach Bryce on yesterday. He said, hey, man, we didn't get to practice on Monday. It was rain and lightning, thunder, everything in between. Something tells me they were able to get some work yesterday in beautiful blue skies So Wags BJ about that at noon. Then at 1215, we'll have the turtle on Taylor Griffin. Do friend building materials have done some big things, donating some checks to the center to bridge for independence or bridge to independence rather. Um, And Wags turtle about LSU and the saints and everything in between. Some, well, you know, we'll talk some wrestling and everything in between all the stuff that we talk with Taylor about. We'll do that at 1215. Then we've got our mailbag. Uh, You guys got questions. I've got answers. We'll be chatting about all sorts of stuff in that segment. You guys are asking about college football, NFL, and and everything in between, so we'll have a lot of fun with that. Then at the bottom of the show, we'll get to our betting picks. Now, we start off the show today uh, first by thanking our sponsors for allowing us to be here. The Blue Boot Foundation, we're so grateful to them for everything that they do to our community, or for our community. Bents RV, located on Highway 90 in Boutique. Southland Dodge in Homa, Industrial power systems for all of your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. What about Golden Motors where price is priority? Proudly supporting South LaFouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. A reminder, Friday night, 6.30, roughly pregame, 7 o'clock kickoff, South Lafouche taking on Lutcher, the Big Dogs and 4A, the Lutcher Bulldogs coming to town. Our broadcast is sponsored by 3T Oil, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios, Danos, Golden Motors, Dufresne Building Materials, and Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals, in addition to Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joe Septic Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South LaFouche Bank, Rev, and Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge, Division A. So, let me tell you about um, some stuff that we were doing yesterday. We covered some middle school football yesterday. I was actually at West Thibodeau against Golden Meadow. West Thibodeau gets a 28-8 win last night. Not a huge surprise, right? Like, West was favored to win that game. But what was alarming or what was, I guess, a little bit surprising is the fact that Golden Meadow was missing some guys yesterday for for various reasons. We're not going to go into that here. Um, If they would have had their dudes... That's a whole different ball game. Um, with a bunch of suspensions, they were very heavily dominant on Jack Redding getting the ball just about every play offensively. And they had some success at times. They moved it from the 30s to the 30s. When they got into the red zone, they had a hard time scoring. But going forward, if they could get their guys back, and that's a big gift because they've been without some of these guys now for a couple of games this season. If they could get their guys back, they could be a a, a tough out, man. Like, the beginning of the season, if you'd have told me, okay, what's going to happen in the Golden Medal LCO game, I would have told you, okay, you know, I think that Golden Medal is going to not have enough athletes to play with them, right? And I still think that LCO should be heavily favored in that matchup. But when Golden Medals hold, they've got the ability to run the ball, they've got the ability to to control the clock, and you could see where that could potentially be a close game. Because last night, i got to tell you, if, if they would have had their guys, if they would have had some of the players that were not available, they would have been in that game the full four quarters, and we would have been talking about maybe even a different result than what we had. So they continue to make progress, but West Thibodeau gets the better of them, 28-8. to A uh, little bit too much speed, a little bit too much explosiveness, playmaking, everything of the sort, West Thibodeau gets the win. So we also last night... Had Sixth Ward getting a victory over Lockport 36-32. to 32. And that's a lot of points in a, in a middle school game. That tells me the defenses were struggling to get off the field. But Sixth Ward gets the win there in that one. Now, one matchup that I want to talk about here um, on the high school level, and then I'll tell you a little bit about some volleyball stuff in just a second. Uh, Edy White and Thibodeau this coming weekend on the high school level. That's going to be a huge game, man. That's a big game for city pride. It's almost like when LSU played Southern, right? But it's to a much lesser extent. because Look, LSU and Southern, one school's clearly on top of the mountain. The other school's clearly on the bottom of the mountain looking up at the top. There's not that much of a separation between E.D. White and Thibodeau in the city of Thibodeau. But when LSU played Southern, it was a football game that was also a celebration of a city. And I think we're going to see the same thing out there in Thibodeau this weekend whenever um, the Tigers and the Cardinals lock horns. That'll be a lot of athletes on that field, man. E.D.Y. White could really play. We've documented that throughout the course of the season here on the show. But in addition to that, Thibodeau's got some athletes and some speed, and Stan touched on something on Saturday that I think is going to be really important to this matchup. Thibodeau has been losing based on the speed advantage of their opponents against them. They're not able to run with Lutcher and St. James and East St. John. You face an E.D. White. E.D. White's a little more power-based, right? Like, they don't have the depth of skill athletes that the River teams do. Now, they do have some guys that could run. Saw and some of these other like, they've got some guys who could really run. But I think this is a more favorable matchup for Thibodeau than some of the others. That's not to say they're going to win. I'm not picking them to get the win. I'm not making a prediction or anything like that. <clears throat> but I don't also think that this would just automatically be, you know, just this landslide massacre either because it is a more favorable matchup. If the Tigers could slow down the Ed White running game, keep them against the chains, who knows what may happen? That would be a fun one. That would be one that we'll be keeping tabs on on Friday. Uh, that's probably the local game of the week. That's probably a matchup that's the most intriguing just in terms of, you know, everything that's at stake. It's a big matchup for both teams and two teams from the same city and everything. They don't often play one another. So that'll be a whole lot of fun. Let's take a look at some of the volleyball action from around the state. We don't often talk about volleyball here on the show. And you know, mostly it's because quite honestly, you know, it's just a uh, something I don't know a whole lot about. So it's it's hard for me to do a bunch of bunch of segments on a sport that I I'm, I'm not an authority figure on. But I can read your results. And I know yesterday on the Hardwoods Covenant Christian defeated Centerville in straight sets. So they get a victory there. Kudos to the Lady Lions taking care of business there. <clears throat> Excuse me, we also had on local volleyball action. Let's see. Uh oh editor. I knew I was overlooking it. Vanderbilt Catholic Falls to Mandeville in straight sets. That's a tough result for Vanderbilt. Let me tell you something. Mandeville could really, really play. There's no shame in the Lady Terriers dropping that matchup there. Um against a very, very quality opponent. South Lafouche defeats Central LaFouche in straight sets, 25-22, 25-20, 25-22. I saw Central Lafouche earlier in the year. They looked young. They made a lot of youthful mistakes. I'm told they played their butts off yesterday, defended their home floor. They lose to the Lady Tarpons, but they're getting better, and South Lafouche is one of the better teams results-wise in the area. They've got a really strong record. So that was a great matchup between rivals there. HL Bourgeois falls in five sets yesterday to Morgan City. How about this one? Bourgeois drops the first set, 25-17, wins the second set, 25-21, then loses the third set, 25-17, wins the fourth decisively, 25-12, but then drops the game or match deciding fifth set, 15-13. What a match between those two teams there. Morgan City takes care of business and gets the win. Terrebonne. Another five set match and another very close one. Terrebonne falls to Assumption. Terrebonne doesn't have a great record. You look at their record, they're like below 500 and you they're they're kind of near the bottom of their playoff positioning, like they're not a big strong top seed like you would think they would be because they played a brutal schedule. If you're going five with Assumption, <clears throat> you've got a really really strong club. Now what's going to hurt and sting here for Coach Hamner? is that they were up two sets to nothing and then kind of lost this one. They lose the third set 25-23, lose the fourth set 25-16, then lose the fifth set 15-9 after winning the first two sets 25-17 and 25-20. So Terrebonne gives away a golden opportunity to get a quality win against a really good Assumption opponent. That was a home match. I know that one's going to sting for a while. And Thibodeau loses to Lutcher yesterday in straight sets, 25-14, 25-11, and 25-12. So just a little peek at some of the volleyball scores. Man, I like to talk about those ladies and some of the work that they're doing. We recognize that they're working hard. We recognize that they're um, a lot of local teams are going to be in the playoffs and everything of that sort. So we will try to keep up on our P's and Q's with volleyball as best as we can. Let's catch a break when we get back. We'll talk little variety segment, right? We'll talk about a little bit of stuff. We'll talk LSU. We'll talk maybe a little Saints uh, as there's some news breaking out of both camps. And then if we still have time left over, we'll maybe comb through the headlines around the world of sports. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this quick commercial timeout.
2: Guaranteed. You may think every weather app is the same. Until you see Weatherbug
3: over deliver on so many layers. With more free map layers than any other weather app, Weatherbug warns you the moment lightning strikes near you, prepares you for your commute with road conditions, routes, and even cameras. With everything from pollen and air quality to severe storm risks, radar, and satellite coverage, Weatherbug prepares you for the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app, trusted by over 10 million users, today for free.
4: El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse, Highway 1 and Raceland, features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials, Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland
5: if your business needs serious
3: hustle our internet has plenty switch to rev business all fiber internet with fiber optic velocity close to the speed of light sign up and get three months free and 30 percent off build your planet let's rev.biz let's rev zoom without missing a beat even if you're wearing shorts and bunny slippers switch to rev business sign up and get three months free and 30 percent off It's all fiber business internet
6: all the time.
3: Build your plan at let'srev.biz. Let's Rev!
2: Com dot net
5: Wrestling
7: has more than one royal
1: family. Welcome back to Play by Play. We've got BJ Young coming up in about 10 minutes here. We'll talk some tarpon football. Then we've got the turtle on at 1215. Mailbag at 1230. I actually just got a few questions texted to me uh, just a second ago, so we'll add those to the pile. Um, a couple of things I want to talk about. Let's start with the New Orleans Saints. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> Jameis Winston said to reporters today <clears throat> out in London that he's planning to start Sunday's game against the Minnesota Vikings, but Winston missed Wednesday's practice today. Andy Dalton got all the first-team reps. Taysom Hill got all the second-team reps. Um Winston said he plans to practice tomorrow to get ready for the game. Dennis Allen said he was a little bit less decisive. He said, really, it's more just trying to rest and making sure he's healthy. Um, what are the Saints doing here? <clears throat> You've got a quarterback. and I'm not going to continue to beat a dead horse. I Go back and listen to the Archives Monday if you want my thoughts on how I feel about um about Winston as a whole, right? Um the dude's not healthy. The dude's not very good even when he is healthy. But the dude's not healthy. Um he needs to rest. He needs to he needs to sit aside. He needs to rest. And you have a good backup. That's the thing, man, like if New Orleans didn't have a backup worth beans, man, I, I would understand it. But you got two. Like, Hill could play realistically. Andy Dalton could play realistically. And I just don't understand this over-reliance and this over-willingness to play a dude who's who's not healthy and who's not able to go. Um, He's not mobile enough to make this work right now. It's not necessarily an issue with the arm so much as look what happens when the rush comes in he can't move he can't move he he's trying to get out of the way and can't he's got a hurt back he's got hurt ankles he can't move he's already a big dude and is not all together all that mobile to begin with he can't get out of the way so if it were me running the organization We would sit out a week or two, right? We're in London. All right, let's take the week off. Let's go sightseeing, bro. Let's go be a tourist for a week. We're back home in the Dome against Seattle. <laughs> you should be able to take care of that. We'll be okay. Let's let's revisit this in 14 days. Let's get right. The fear that Jameis Winston has right now has nothing to do with health or nothing to do with anything other than the fact that he knows that if Andy Dalton takes the field, he may never leave the field. And if Andy Dalton never leaves the field, Jameis Winston may never be a starting quarterback in the NFL again. He knows, like the TV show on Netflix, this is last chance you. He has to make this work in New Orleans. He's on a short-term deal. He's on borrowed time. The rest of the league really wasn't all that eager to go and get him as a free agent. He knows this is his last shot, and he's going to ride the wagon to the ground while it's burning to the ground, and to hell with you know what it means for everything in between or in the present here where we've got to struggle through some really rough weeks of him just simply not being physically able to play. So that's where we are. The Saints reminder, y'all. <clears throat> a lot of folks don't realize this. I had to, you know, educate some of my buddies about this earlier this week. Don't wake up at noon on Sunday and expect to watch the Saints. Don't flip the TV to, uh, you know, Fox at three and expect to watch the Saints. The Saints are playing at eight thirty in the morning on Sunday, but it's the London game that'll be actually a late afternoon game out there. So by the time you're preparing to watch the noon NFL games, the Saints will already be over because they're playing overseas against the Minnesota Vikings. So just a little programming note. Maybe make a little note in your phone or set a little extra early alarm. New Orleans is going to be playing early on Sunday. and It'll be an opportunity to kind of get that game out of the way <laughs> and then go on about your day and maybe enjoy the rest of the games or spend some family time, go to the park, whatever it may be. LSU's taking on Auburn. On Saturday, on the road, the Tigers, as we discussed earlier in the week, are big favorites in the game, now nine-point favorite in the game. Um, LSU's got an injury or two up front. Garrett Dellinger is going to be out of the lineup uh, as the Tigers are kind of mixing and matching their offensive line. Brian Kelly said, hey, you know, we'll, we'll be okay. We'll find some other guys in there who will play. Um, Armani Goodwin, I don't know. It's going to be a, a game-time decision. He's got a hamstring issue as LSU tries to figure some things out there in the backfield. Um I know this. I've watched Auburn play several times this season. And I mentioned yesterday, I think it would be a big disappointment if LSU didn't win this game, just based on where Auburn is right now, just based on where LSU has been the last couple of weeks. Auburn shouldn't move the ball Saturday, like, at all. At all. Through four games this season, Auburn has averaging 376 yards per game. And that's in a schedule where they played Mercer, San Jose State, and Missouri. Yeah, they did play Penn State. Penn State's pretty damn good. But Mercer, San Jose State, and Missouri, none of those teams have a pulse. Against Mercer, the Auburn offense obviously had their best game, 497 yards of offense. They kind of did what they wanted to do, right? They bullied them. They ran the ball. They threw it a little bit. Not a whole lot because they don't have an explosive passing attack no matter who they play but they kind of had their way since then offense for Auburn has been a bit of a wreck. They faced San Jose state and got 378 yards through two interceptions, had nine penalties. It was not a pretty offensive game. Then the Penn state game that speaks for itself. You get blasted, you get blown out. Most of the yards that you actually got in that game came in garbage time after you're getting blown out of the game. Then last week against Missouri, um, Ugly. Ugly. Couldn't run, couldn't throw, couldn't find any rhythm, couldn't do anything. It was ugly. It was not a great showing for the Auburn offense or defense last week at times against Missouri. Now, defensively, you held them firm at times, but Missouri also left a lot of points on the board, right? Left a lot, a lot of points on the board. Had opportunities to win that game. (laughs) In regulation, missed the short field goal. Had opportunities to win that game at overtime. Fumbled the ball out the back of the end zone. Auburn was leading 14 to nothing. They started strong, and then the rest of the game was just a complete nightmare. So, gained 217 yards in that game against Missouri. I think, and I reiterate what I said yesterday, the key for LSU in this one, you've got to get off to a strong start. You jump on them 10 nothing in the first quarter, and then, you know, they go three and out on offense, and the home crowd's gonna be booing the offense. They're gonna be looking for excuses to give up. They don't want to play for their coach anymore. They know their coach is on the hot seat. He's not very well liked and a lot of guys have transferred. They're looking for excuses to get out of dodge here. Don't let them have any hope. The first quarter of Saturday's game is going to be huge. Because if you get to the third and fourth quarter and it's close, hey, it's an SEC game on the road, anybody's ball game. But if you jump on them early, <clears throat> maybe win the toss, go down the field, get a field goal, then stop them, and then get the punt, and then go down the field and score a touchdown. You're up 10 nothing. Look out. as you can maybe boat race these guys. But what you don't want to do is get to the plus 40, then have a holding penalty, and then you got a punt, and then they break along. You don't want to get paper-cutted by little mistakes, and then before you know it, it's 10-7, to you're losing in the third quarter, and you're trying to figure some things out, and then you go into panic mode, and you don't want any of that stuff. So the first quarter of this game is going to be very, very big for LSU. Opportunity to maybe try to drive an early knockout punch on an opponent that's kind of wounded a little bit. This is a big college football weekend around the country, right? Beginning on Thursday, really. You got BYU taking on Utah State. That's a top 25 matchup. On Friday, undefeated Washington, number 15 team in the country, taking on undefeated UCLA. That'll be great. Saturday, Kentucky and Ole Miss. That'll be great. Oklahoma and TCU. That'll be a lot of fun. Michigan and Iowa. Iowa's got a great defense. Their offense is horrible. I don't think they'll upset Michigan, but that could be exciting. Alabama going on the road, taking on Arkansas. Oklahoma State and Baylor. Um, Depth-wise, looking across the college football landscape and schedule, this is probably the deepest week of games that we've had all year to this point. Wake Forest and Florida State. Wake Forest is 3-1. Their only loss was to Clemson. Florida State's rolling. Texas A&M and Mississippi State. Georgia won't have any problems with Missouri. But how about this top-10 matchup, NC State and Clemson? That'll be a lot of fun. Stanford and Oregon. Historically, that'd be great. Stanford's kind of way behind the eight ball. We don't expect any drama there, but you never know. So from sun up to sundown Saturday, we get a whole lot of really, really good college football. Cannot wait to see how that all shakes out because we're going to have a great understanding, I think much better than what we do now, of where the top 10 sits. Because, dude, I got to tell you, I was going through these, ranking, these rankings yesterday. In the top 10 right now, I have some serious questions about a lot of these teams. Michigan's number four. They're playing a million different quarterbacks. They haven't settled on one. There's some issues there. Clemson's defense isn't as good. Their offense is kind of coming around. USC, they're number six. Eh, It's kind of a mess at times. I don't trust their defense all the way. They struggled against an Oregon State team. Eh. Tennessee, you should have blown out Florida at home. You didn't. NC State, there's a lot not to believe in with some of these teams. And as some of these teams get more and more tested, I think we're going to see some top 10 teams go down. And I think we're going to see some top 10 teams go down as early as this Saturday, where we should see some upsets on the schedule. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to BJ Young, South LaFouche High School. The Tarpons are hoping to get an upset over Lutcher. This coming weekend It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this.
2: At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation,
3: our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation.
8: Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with. Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving LaFouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators. For the most trusted brands in the industry, Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins, Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems, power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano.
9: Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Friend building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called DoFriend Easy Buy? Come see us at DoFriendLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bellchase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the DoFriend difference.
4: you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business.
1: Welcome back to play-by-play here on this Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's 12 noon. That means we're going to South boost High School where we have Tarpon football coach BJ Young on the line. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How are you today?
10: I'm good, man. How are y'all?
1: Doing great, man. Uh, middle of the week, you guys have a, one more big day of practice before, kind of lightening up for the walkthrough on Lutcher. Um, you know, you said Monday you guys were not able to get out. How was practice yesterday, man?
10: It was good, man. Uh, I thought the energy was up. Uh kind of moving around a little bit, running around a little bit, tried to, uh, you know, you know, main point of Emerson's this week was the effort, right? The energy. So trying to uh, really focus on that and making sure everybody's moving around and going full speed. But uh, it was a good day, man. Looking to get another good one in today. Uh, Beautiful weather. If you can't get excited about this time of year with this weather, man, I, it might be something wrong with you.
1: I was just about to ask that, dude. Is there a little bit of a morale boost whenever it's not as hot and it's a beautiful day and it's fun to be outside? Like, do the kids get excited by that? Yeah,
10: I, I think so. Um, you know, I mean, it's beautiful outside. It's fall, uh, football season. Uh, last night, uh, you know, I was outside about 7.05. It was getting dark. It was dark almost, you know. So, start to come out with them lights on and, and you know, you're kicking off and it's getting dark. It's not, it's not sunny anymore. So, kind of get into the meat of it, you know? So, uh, yeah, man, it's an exciting time. You know, there's six games left. You know, you guarantee six more. we got to take care of business um, so we can try to get
1: a few more. Take me back to Friday. You guys fall 28-8 to against South Terrebonne, and I know that had to be a frustrating game Is dude, watching it back, just like one or two plays here, or there go differently. That could be a different result. If you guys punch it into the third quarter, it could be a different result. If they don't break the long run after that, it could be a different result. Just... A handful of plays there so turned the whole thing around.
10: Right. I think, uh, you know, it just it's, it seems like it's been the story of the season right now. You know, just a handful of plays here and there, uh, being able to capitalize on the red zone um, on, on with two downs to get it in. And then I think it's a different game. You know, um thought our kids battled to the end. You know, I don't think the score is a direct representation of the game. Um but but I will tell you watching the film, I feel like South Terrebone wanted it more. You know, they, they played harder than we did, man, and uh and then they won, you know. Um so that that's why we kinda took that, that point of emphasis into the week. Because uh, we can we can't let that happen, right? We can't go out there and, and somebody out, you know, um out, you know, compete us or, or or play harder. That's just unacceptable and um and like I said Saturday, you know, that that's on me as the head football coach not getting them ready to go, not preparing them. And uh, that's gonna that should be a change.
1: This might be a silly question, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Why do you guys run the ball better out of the shotgun than whenever you go in like those heavy eye you know under center formations? What's going on there that's bogging you guys down when you're under center?
10: Yeah, I, I, look, man, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't, I don't think running the ball affected either way. You know, um, tried to go into center last week with some smoke motions, turning you back to the line so they don't see kind of where, where the ball's at. Kind of didn't work, and then we go into our heavy package and. Kind of don't work, and then we kind of get in the gun, try to spread you out, get two or three yards. We we um we got to do a better job. Uh, I heard Sean Payton saying it, in a, and he was on a ESPN or whatever. You got to run the ball. Um, you got to get creative in ways to run the ball when they know you're when 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 they're trying to take it away. You know, they're asking about the Saints' success, and you got to be able to run the ball when they're trying to take it away. And right now, I think people's game plan is they 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 don't think we can beat them. Uh. You know, deep right with one with one on one matchups, so they're gonna they they they're gonna load the box and try to take away the run. Uh, what you can't find yourself doing is being in a track meet throwing the ball fifty times a night. So you have to find ways um, to run the football, and uh, you know that's kind of what we are we, trying to do. And um, ho- hopefully we can uh we can we can get a little better as, as the weeks go on. Now Friday's a tough opponent, man. I don't you know if people don't follow high school football too much. Um, this is a team who who's in the end of it, who's in the end every year, um, regardless of the division. Uh, great athletes, they they well coached, they they tough, they rough, they do a lot of things right, um, and they're going to be there in the end in Division Two, just like they are every year. You know, teams. I don't know how many state championships they won, so we we uh, we're going to have to come out and compete and play hard, and have a lot of energy um, because it's a good football team coming in here Friday night.
1: Big, physical, nasty quarterback. He's going to want to run. He's going to want to extend plays and throw deep while faking like he's going to want to run. Um, you guys defensively are going to be challenged because, look, it's not just him. They got receivers and running backs all over the field. This is going to be probably the most impressive offense you guys are going to see all season.
10: I mean, it's a, it's a River Parish football team. Uh, it's just different, man. Uh, talked about that a few weeks ago. What's the difference? It's just it's different. Um, they got dudes everywhere. Uh, if, if you want to see some good football, you can, you, you watch the team in white. They, they 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 electric now. They run to the ball. They big. They physical. It's um, the quarterback's a superstar. Um, they 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 do some things. They're getting some quad stuff that that kind of force your hand. You know the the you, you know we we can't lock people up so to say, right? We can't just sit there and say, all right, you lock him, you lock him, you lock him, and load the box and try to take you know um, Dwayne away because. Um, they got dudes who can fly. So do you put numbers to the quads? Do you keep two of them over the single receiver? Um, somewhere you're short, man. You're short, and, and they're good enough to make it hurt. Um, we we have to we have to hope that they have an off night and we have a great night. Uh, and that's just that's the truth. That's a, uh, a really good football team.
1: Is it a situation where somewhere during the course of the game you try to steal one? Be it you know a fake punt or or a trick kick on a kickoff? Like do you have to try to steal a possession somewhere in here on Friday night?
10: I don't know, kind of play it by ear with the flow of the game um, and see. I think uh, you got nothing to lose, you know. Um, you got everything to gain. But we'll see how the flow of the game goes and uh, we'll kind of make decisions off of that, you know. Um, I don't think you have to go out of your element or out of uh, your character um, and try to get do all kind of, you know, put seven trick plays in, two different on-sides, or two fake punts. You know, uh, you got to get better at what you do. And um, we play well, man. You know, you got a chance. You got a chance in every game you play. That's why they play the game. You know, uh, we, we just have to play well. And our big focus on, on this week, too, we got to focus on ourselves because we have too many self-inflicted wounds. You know, it's, it's very hard um, to convert third and 20, uh, third and 15. Oh, phew, last Friday night, it might be like third and 40, right? Um, and, yeah, it's hard to convert, though. It's hard to con- it's hard to. We gotta. We don't win on first and second down. You know, you 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 can't play second and fourteen either. You know, um, it's got to be around the second and seven. Um, you know, second and six is a, is a good scenario. That way, you, you're in a convertible third down and distance, which we haven't been. We, we our third down offense is uh, not not like it has been in the past because we're not in convertible third down situations. So we got to win on first and second down defensively. Um, we got to rally to the football and make plays. We can't assume that you know the other guys going to make it because um last week they had one dude, you know this week there's seven. Um so you got to rally to the football, um 11 hats and not assume anything and, and, and that that comes with effort, man, playing with high energy. And that that's just working on us, man. That that's working on Salafouche and not not worried about really who we playing. Just we got to get better at, at, at us.
1: Quarterback is likely going to be the same this week with Mac back there. I thought outside of maybe the first drive or two where he maybe looked a little nervous, I thought he played really well. And it was some of the other things around like pre-snap penalties and things that were knocking you guys against the chains to kind of slow down the offense. Uh, I saw him on, I believe it was Wednesday of last week during the junior varsity game. And I asked him, said, bro, you ready? I said, man, I've been ready for this forever, dude. Like nothing rattles this kid is what I'm getting at. He's cool as a cucumber, man.
10: Yeah, I thought he played well. You know, uh, I mean, like you say, you're talking about about a freshman um, who last year was in, you know, in middle school uh, that don't throw the ball. You know, now he comes to the high school and it's uh, in a spread offense with different reads where the route changes as the coverage moves, and um, you know, he, you try to get as good as you can because if you can do it well, it's hard to stop. And I thought he handled himself well. You know, did he make mistakes? I mean, obviously, you know. Um, but but everybody does, you know. There's gonna be on Friday night. Their quarterback's gonna make mistakes, you know. Um, Jameis Winston makes mistakes. It's just uh, thought he handled himself well. I didn't think he got rattled. Um, and it's kind of like we talked about preseason, man. I think he's a great football player. Things will do a lot of great things at this school um, in the future. And um, you know, without without caution, I think he uh, he's not the big. And I told the coaches this. He's not our concern um I, we got we got other stuff we got to worry about then if josh max ready to play because he, he's gonna be okay um we just got to help him out and, and make plays around him um which we didn't do friday and uh we got to get better at that
1: seeing the way that he's performed under the lights on friday does it become a situation where when ogeron gets back you'd be more inclined to put in a package or two where maybe he's that slot receiver or something because look uh Ogeron's such an explosive playmaker, you want to get him the ball in space at times too. So does it become a situation where you could get a little more creative knowing, hey, the freshman's gonna be able to handle this?
10: Uh I don't know. I like him in our heavy stuff. Um, kind of what we're doing. Uh Carson's gotta touch the ball every play. Yeah. Uh and that that's just my, my, my feeling about it. Could be wrong. It's just um my gut tells me. You know, if we got a chance if we're gonna have a chance to win a game, that our best players gotta to touch the ball every play. You know, um I remember I was at a clinic one time and Dennis Dunn was talking, he said when he was at Evangel, now this is Evangel, right? Um when he was there powerhouse, uh, powerhouses, right? The booties, uh, Duran, Jacob Hester. I think he won it, you know, one, two, three, four, five, five, four, three, two once. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um he, he said at the clinic that he puts his best player at running back. It don't matter if he's a running back, if he's a safety. Who's our best player? Him. He's the running back. You know, so kind of that approach, man. Our best player's got to touch the ball every play. So uh, I don't see much changing with that. But I do like, I like Matt getting in in certain situations um, because he handles himself well. And I think he deserves to play some under the light. There's no doubt.
4: Brother,
1: I got to tell you, man, we talked about this the first month of the year a lot. The snapping issues Friday were not a problem at all. Whatever you guys did, I don't know. You sprinkled in some some pixie, some pixie dust on the kid. It's fixed for now. Knock on wood. That was not an issue at all on Friday.
10: Yeah. Knock on wood. Uh, look, I think um, you know when we, we central game was his first time ever playing center. I think in his entire life. And uh, now you're talking about blocking schemes that are changing. Who you know his, his rules, uh, and pass protections. Uh, on screens, and on top of that, worrying about getting a snap, which is getting harped on, because the week before, we couldn't get a snap, and um, it means a lot to him, and I I, I I can't tell you how many times he snaps when he's on the sideline during special teams and stuff, you know, he's always working at the craft, and try to get better, we kind of changed some stuff with the grip, um, with the, t- t- the style, the way he snaps it, and uh, it seemed to work, and um, you know, that's good, I mean, if, the, if you can't get the snap, you can't run a play, no matter what you got called, so... Um, it's good because when you go in the center, like we talked about, timing of routes and, and steps by the quarterback with the timing of the route, um, the attack angles by the running back in the run game with the footwork with the quarterback in the run game, um, bootlegs, um, screens, you know, how many steps you do before you look one way and throw it the other way. It just its a lot of stuff. You, you know, it, it's so easy to say just go under, but you're throwing away 60% of your offense. So it, it was refreshing to be able to get back there and get a snap um, especially with Mac, because it's already enough on his plate, right, as a freshman and not have to worry about chasing around a snap. Um, it was good to see, and, um, you know, that's good. Not, Now there's other stuff we have to correct that we're going to try to correct and, uh, you know, get get ready for this second half of the season coming up.
1: Good stuff, brother. Look, we thank you so much for the time. We'll see you on Friday, man.
10: Thank you, man. Appreciate
1: it. That's BJ Young doing a good job, as always, with South LaFouche High School. They've got a tough one on Friday, and I love how honest he was, because it's the truth. Look, its it just is what it is. Lutcher's going to have to struggle. They're going to have to turn it over. They're going to have to make some mistakes, and South Florida's is going to have to play their best game of the season. That's just the reality of it. But I do think that when you're in a big underdog and you're just trying to you know, uh, go out there and, and, and within not anything to lose, I think what happens is sometimes – You play more free. Sometimes you learn some things about yourself as a team, and sometimes you could get better. And I think that's what the Tarpons are going to look to do. Hey, man, no matter what the big board says this week, let's just go and play hard and let's just get better. And who knows? If a couple of balls bounce your way, the big board might end up being a little bit more surprising than what some folks think by the time you get to the end of the game. Let's catch a break. When we get back, Taylor Griffin will be joining us for his Wednesday interview. It's play-by-play on KLEB.
0: You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new
2: Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM.
1: There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Bence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Bens RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bence RV to experience a Top 50 dealer or visit us
7: at BenceRV.com.
2: Guaranteed.
6: Feels like home.
3: I'm like the water
1: when you, you guys know, regular listeners know. Right after BJ Young on Wednesday, we go to Taylor Griffin at Dufresne Building Materials, and he's also our broadcast partner for South Foosh High School Tarpon Basketball here on KLEB, which actually is uh. Just about a month and a half away from getting rolling. So we go to Taylor Griffin now on the phone lines. Turtle, good afternoon, buddy. How are you today, man? Hey, doing good, doing good. How y'all doing over there today? We're doing great, man. Look, this is one of those weeks for you all that is very fulfilling. Uh, You guys have your big rodeo and, you know, spend all the time and effort and all the planning. And, you know, I'm sure there are some stressful days and, and everything that goes with that. But it all pays off whenever you donate that big old check to the center and to Bridge for Independence at Nickel State University. I know those people are super stoked and super excited, and kudos to you all and the whole team for pulling it off and giving back some much-needed funds to do very, very worthwhile organizations.
7: Yes, yes, man, definitely. It was a, it was a great experience. You know, that was our seventh rodeo. We, we uh, You know, there's no surprises at this point when it's, you know, rodeo prepping and the actual weekend. I mean, everything that we expect happens, and it gets tough. It gets hectic. It gets stressful. It gets fun, and yesterday and the day before, or it was all worth it. That was; those were the payoff days. You know, uh, going meet with the people at their places. You know, we went to the center, we met with them. Uh, the look on everyone's faces when they saw the check and explained to them what was going on, man, it was it was all worth it. And then yesterday, we went to Tibeto did the same thing with a uh, bridge to independence at Nichols. uh, took a picture in front of the store and yeah, the look on their faces, the, uh, that everyone was so appreciative of everything, man. It's, uh,
2: this is where it
7: all paid off. This is where it was worth it. And we were so glad to be able to do that. And obviously, uh, very thankful to the community and everyone else who helped raise that money. So it was, uh, it was a group effort. It wasn't, it wasn't all about new friends, but we were very happy to, uh, you know, present those
1: checks this week. I really, really, really liked what you guys put in the Facebook post for the one at the center, which was that, you know, hey, this is why you do business with local people, because local people are going to give back to local organizations. And look, just this past week, the Gazette, we launched a nonprofit where we're going to be giving back decorated Christmas trees. And there's so many hundreds and hundreds of people around the community that do things a, some of it gets publicized. B, some of it doesn't. But C, what you guys touched on in that Facebook post is right. When you deal with local people, you get local results and local philanthropy, and that's why our community is a great place to live.
7: Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Couldn't have said it better myself, man. That's every every post we make, we hashtag shop local before we do anything else. It's uh, and and we mean it. That's that's our number one thing, man. Because w- without your local people, you're nothing, you know, and it's uh it's just it's great to serve the community in multiple ways
1: let's talk about the new orleans saints for a second bro man what a wreck that was on sunday they struggle and they Ooh. fall against carolina and look some of the things we talked about last week are even more magnified now you got winston who now has a broken back and a hurt ankle and maybe even a hurt ego but he's not playing well his only touchdown from sunday should have been intercepted you know if not for a one-handed crazy catch and Now they're saying he's missing practice time. He didn't practice today out in London. Dalton's getting some first-team reps. Dude, at some point, and look, I understand what's happening here. Jameis knows if he leaves the field, he may never retake the field. Like, this is his last opportunity. I understand what he's trying to do. But on the flip side, as an organization, if you're New Orleans, at some point, you've got to pull the plug here, right? Like, at some point... If this offense doesn't start drastically getting better, you've got to make a move just for the sheer idea of trying something else, right? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. If we get another week or two into this and the results are not there, they're going to have to try something else, right?
7: Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. It is 100% Andy Dalton time. We, I believe he's still got a lot left in the tank. Um, he you know Andy Dalton was always famous for being a pretty decent fantasy QB you know he's going to get his stats he's going to get his throws in he's going to see the field he's 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 going to he's going to do just a little bit more than just enough to give you a chance to win and every team Andy Dalton's been with has been nothing short of a dumpster fire at the time he was playing. I mean, as far as we know, the Saints organization pretty much has their stuff together. You know, who knows what he could do with this group of guys. Um, I'm anxious to see how he does this Sunday. And the thing about Jameis, man, I I still, I've not, as a fan and Saints supporter, I've not completely given up on Jameis Winston. He came to the Saints. He did good things. He these last two times that he had to not play because of injury, I mean, it wasn't his fault. It's not like they yanked him because he's thrown ten interceptions in three games. It's he's got this back issue that's making it impossible for him to perform at his highest level. You know, he corrected his vision, he learned under Sean Payton, he learned under Drew Brees, let's go, it's Jameis Time. Everyone's excited about it. He's ready to go. He does awesome while he's healthy. And, you know, he tears his ACL last year. I mean, that's not his fault. Like, I think he's – and, look, it's a competitive thing. It's a pride thing. Call it what you will. Yeah, you're right. He probably doesn't want to – he's probably scared to lose – his spot on the field he may think it's his last opportunity i don't think it's his last opportunity in the nfl ever like not i don't think he's there yet you know like i said these last two instances weren't even his fault that that he you know couldn't finish a season uh i mean i'm not saying he's done this season there's obviously time you know you got to see what's up with his back but uh you know time will tell he'll he'll heal and We'll see what Andy Dalton does, and Jameis just has to stay patient, do the rehab, get back to normal, and and we'll see what happens. And look, if Andy Dalton just takes us all the way to the Super Bowl and has this amazing uh, resurrecting career year, then so be it. I mean, he's a little older than Jameis. You know, he's he's not going to be here forever, and Jameis could step right back in. Who knows? Man, they could split time. There, there's so many possibilities. I. I don't think Jameis is done, and I don't think Jameis should give up on
4: himself either.
1: So let's talk about this, because you were an assistant coach in a high school system that was based on everybody buying into the system and everybody playing together. And, you know, sometimes you could be less talented, but if you're working together, you could beat more talented teams. Let's talk about my Cowboys for a second. They're winning games with Cooper Rush right now who I think everyone concedes is a less talented player than Dak Prescott. But he knows what he is. He's not trying to do anything crazy. He knows what he is. He's making the short, basic, simple throws. Prescott at times is trying to push the envelope, throwing the ball down the field at times, getting outside of the structure, throwing interceptions, holding on too long, taking sacks, and it hurts the offense at times. So if you're Mike McCarthy, you've won two straight games with Cooper Rush. You lost the opener with Dak Prescott. Cooper Rush also played a game last season. It was a game that you won. Are you sticking with the simple but effective method or the maybe higher ceiling but maybe less effective, more upside potential in Prescott whenever Prescott gets back and is healthy?
7: I'm gonna borrow the quote from Ezekiel Elliott, Cooper clutch. <laughs> you ride him, you ride him until the clutch pops. I like, I like what he's doing. Look, I'll never on purpose sit through an entire Cowboys game <laughs> unless they're playing the Saints. <laughs> but the highlights I've seen, the articles I've read, the things I'm hearing, Cooper Rush is doing exactly what he needs to do, and then some, to give the Cowboys a good chance to win. That's all you could ask for. And I think he's, He's getting a little bit better every snap. I think you leave him in there until he screws up. Even when Dak comes back 100% healthy. Now, look, maybe you mix Dak in. Maybe you have both on the field at the same time. Maybe you alternate possessions, do, do some wild stuff, whatever it is you think. But Cooper Rush, he's bought in. He's doing what's best for the team. He's, he's putting everyone else before him. And he's just he's just here to win and do nothing else. I would leave him alone until something goes wrong.
1: No, I agree with that. I, I think that that's what they're not going to do, but I think that that's what they should do. Um, let's talk some LSU for a second. If you would have told me at the beginning of the season, especially after the Florida State loss, that I would be upset and disappointed if LSU lost at Auburn, I would have been like, bro, like you're being too unrealistic. But here we are, LSU's taking on Auburn and I'm willing to say, if the Tigers lose at Auburn Saturday, I'm going to be disappointed. Auburn is a wreck. They're 3-1 and and 1-0 in the SEC just like LSU, yeah. But if you read between the tea leaves, they got blasted by Penn State. They should have lost to Missouri last week at home. Missouri's not any good. This is a big opportunity for LSU to make a statement. They need to go on the road and decisively beat what I think is an inferior team. Yep,
7: Man, if... Uh... If this train wreck of Auburn would be two and two or one and three, I would be more worried about LSU in this situation. Yeah. I would be worried about the caged, desperate animal that's trying to find themselves. But the fact that they're three and one and may have a little bit of false hope still left in the back of their head, I love it. That's that's where we want them to be. And man, LSU should go into Auburn and win this weekend, no doubt. Man, that's. Uh, Auburn is is just kind of disappointing, just kind of barely credible SEC West right now. I mean, I see them. It, it's just I don't see any reason why LSU can't go over there and win by a touchdown and just simply take care of business beginning to end. Auburn is in shambles, and LSU is really starting to get everybody pulling the rope in the in the right direction altogether. It's it's LSU Tiger time, and it's it's all positive from here. It starts this weekend. So, well, I'm sorry, it continues this weekend.
1: <laughs> there you go. Dude, I don't know if you watched SmackDown on Friday, if you saw the videos or whatever, but there's some really cool stuff happening with the bloodline and Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. And, like, Sami Zayn's just kind of attached himself to the bloodline, and, like, they kind of don't know why he's there and – uh, Roman kind of sort of kicked him out on Friday, but then pulled him back in and gave him an honorary shirt. And, uh, you got Rikishi on Twitter who's even chiming in, like, what are we doing? Who's this guy? What? Dude, it's entertaining as hell. I'll send you, if you haven't seen the clips from Friday, I'll send you the clips. It drew a huge number 2.6 million viewers on Friday. Um, that's a really, really fun story to follow right now.
7: Yes, I have, I have been seeing bits of it, and it's, uh, I mean, as as they say, when those guys in that business talk about it, man, it's it's money right now. Like, <laughs> Sami Zayn is money. Roman Reigns is money. Those guys. I love the the bit of comic relief that comes with it when, like, Sami Zayn's just such a goofy guy, and they just give him that look, like, wait, what is he actually doing here? You know, then they call him the, you know, he's an honorary oos one week, and they, all this and that. I mean, it's uh, you're right. It's it's flat out entertaining. I love how we go from the crazy, intense, kind of dark stories on Raw with, you know, the Miz getting kidnapped and the guy being in his house with the pictures of his family and whatnot <laughs> on Monday to Friday, Sammy Zane just being his usual clown self trying to attach, and attach it. <laughs> attach himself to a totally different family and culture that he doesn't come from. And they're just kind of like, ah, well, he's here. I guess, I guess, you know, whatever, you know, it's, it's funny. And you know, WWE is, is just running full speed on the track right now. It's I, I love where they're at with the entertainment value.
1: Dude, I was talking about this with Damien, uh, our buddy Damien actually off there just in our little group text there's a lot of stuff to watch right now. Like, the Dominic storyline is really cool. You talked about the Miz stuff, everything that the Bloodline's doing, uh, the the little Bailey group uh, damage control. They've got some fun stuff going on. They're going to have war games coming up soon, and then right around the corner is going to be the Rumble and everything. Like, dude, this is as good as it's been in a long time. And a lot of times, like, us wrestling fans, we say stuff like that just to give – us a good feeling about ourselves for wasting time watching it, but no, like for real, it's actually really good right now.
7: Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, and uh, yeah, I think we might have talked about it a couple weeks ago, but yeah, I love, I love the turn, uh, the where where Dominic Mysterio is right now. I, I love what this is building up to. I mean, I, I think, I hope this is eventually leading up to like the big, awesome WrestleMania finale. Ray is finally retiring and he's going to go out on his back losing to his son. You know, I think this might be the long-term thing where the business is heading with that. But right now, just every week, you know, with Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio and, you know, just their, their dark, evil heel personalities right now, it's, I love watching Dominic Mysterio's character develop because for the longest time, I was just like, hey, I mean, everyone knows why he's actually here. You know, he's such a waste. He's he's so he, he's just, he's just a flabby guy with some baby fat on him. He's kind of athletic, but he's only here because of his last name and his dad. But now he's making a name for himself on his own, kind of like the story is going. Uh, I'm really digging it. I love the entertainment value there.
1: Who's the white rabbit, bro? Is it Bray White? Is it are they going to give us a curveball and, you know, are you as excited about that as I am, dude? Cuz I got to tell you, I'm I'm the nerd that, you know, pulled up the QR codes and I'm watching the videos and looking for clues and that that <laughs> thing's got me chasing chasing a scavenger hunt right now.
7: I uh, I'm 100% on board super excited if it is in fact bray wyatt i think it is i don't know how they're going to introduce him i don't know what sort of thing they're going to pull on us man i hope it's him because he is sorely missed
1: yeah no doubt about that brother well look my man we thank you so much for the time we'll chat again soon you guys keep up the good work over there bro
7: yes indeed thanks for having me and as always go tarts and god bless america
1: Yes, sir. That is Taylor Griffin. We love chatting about some wrestling with Taylor Griffin. Dude, I'm telling you, if you if you were like me and you were once a WWE fan and you maybe kind of pulled away in the last two, three years because things were boring and you didn't like watching Goldberg and you know you thought that maybe they hit straight too far off the beaten path, hey, that was me. No shame. That was me. I stopped watching for a while. I would just kind of read the headlines on the wrestling sheets and follow it from a distance, watch a pay-per-view or two here or there. If you were like me, give it a try on Monday. And if not on Monday, but hey, Monday Night Football, I get that. Definitely try it on Friday, but Friday's got a great show, too. Maybe even the Superior Show. There's a lot of fun stuff happening right now. A lot, a lot of fun stuff happening right now. And uh, I think that you will be intrigued by what you see. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're opening up the mailbag. It's play-by-play. we got about 20 minutes left to spend
0: here on KLEB. The music on the bayou. The all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM.
5: Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection. Or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000.
8: Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving LaFouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators. For the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins, Onan, and many more. Industrial power systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano.
9: Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dofriend Easy Buy? Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bellchase, Araby, Slidell, Golfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the DoFriend difference.
3: At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation.
1: Play by play, we want to thank DJ Young for his time. We want to thank Taylor Griffin for his time. It's been a wonderful Wednesday show so far. it's turned off the mic to sneeze. Um my allergies are terrible, you guys. That's the that's the mailbag question that I need to get as we move into our mailbag. I need to ask our listeners a question. What do I gotta do to stop sneezing, man? I, I have been fighting allergy sinus nasal conditions for like six months now uh what tips do I have to follow what are there any tricks that I should be following I'm asking you guys a mailbag question man whew, it's brutal sometimes in here turning off the mic and coughing and sneezing and it's it's rough I'm at Casey underscore just clear on Twitter we're at radio on Twitter Casey Jiskler on Facebook, Kaylee B Radio on Facebook, Disclare Casey at gmail.com if you've got a question for me. The first one comes from a listener who wants to know, Casey, well, LSU get a big road win in the SEC on Saturday against Auburn. Yep, they will. I think the Tigers are at a different phase in their program right now than Auburn. Both are kind of rebuilding, but LSU's at a much more accelerated level than Auburn is. Um, Auburn is going to be at home. That's a detriment, sure. Um, but man, when you're struggling to get by Missouri, that ain't any good. When you're struggling to play Penn state and you're getting beat 41 to 12, that ain't any good. When you're struggling to to beat San Jose state, that's not any good. I think LSU's defense is going to control the game. I think the LSU offense is going to have issues at times, right? You're on the road, crowd noise, silent count, all that stuff doing that for the first time will be an issue. I think LSU is going to leave points on the board offensively on Saturday, meaning, you know, you're driving to Auburn territory and maybe have a fumble drive, you know, to midfield and maybe have a holding penalty stall out of drive little, like little things like that will cost you at times, but I think LSU will win like 24 to 10 type of thing. I think that they'll control the game and, uh, and I think that they'll walk out of the plains with the victory question two: Casey, will the Pelicans take a major leap forward in 2022? What's a major leap forward? How do you guys define a major leap forward? we're talking like major leap leap forward to title contention, no. (laughs) Um, Are we talking major leap forward to the middle of the pack in the Western Conference playoffs? I would consider that a major leap forward. You you were in the play-in tournament. You finished with the ninth best record in the Western Conference. I would consider that uh, bonus work for New Orleans. I would consider that an excellent job. But you're not as good as the Suns. You're not as good as... Memphis, you're not as good as the Warriors. Utah's going to take a step back. So, yeah, I think that they could be the four or the five seed if things go well. New Orleans is going to have to relearn a little bit of chemistry stuff. They've not had Zion with this core. Um, so that's that's a challenge. That's an issue that they'll have to deal with. But I know this. I'm not going to be the guy. This happens all the time on NBA Twitter, and it drives me crazy. I'm not going to be the guy that says, oh, well, there's only one ball. Her, her, There's only one ball. It's not going to work. Um they said that about James Harden in Brooklyn, right? There's only one ball. How are they going to make it work? The games that the big three actually played together is some of the most efficient offense in the history of the sport. Having too many great players is not a problem ever in the NBA. Uh, you'll be able to figure some things out. Now, in Brooklyn, it ended up not working because of health and Kyrie's unwillingness to get vaccinated. and like It ended up... Not working there, but it had nothing to do with X's and O's and basketball schematics because when you have great players, it challenges the defense to the level to where you're going to be able to figure something out. So, yeah, I, I'm not worried about Zion fitting in, but I just want to mention that and saying, like, it is going to be a little bit of an adjustment. Guys are going to have to play some different positions and make it work. Question three Casey, now that Max Johnson has beaten Miami and Arkansas, will he beat Alabama this coming season? Texas A&M could maybe beat Alabama this season. Maybe. I I tend to say no, but maybe. Here's one thing that's not going to happen, though. While Texas A&M could potentially beat Alabama, Max Johnson isn't beating anybody. It would be Texas A&M's defense who would beat Alabama. The Aggies are 3-1, and they've won two games since Max Johnson's been in the lineup. He's had... 140 yards passing in one game, 151 yards passing in the other game. He's completed 50% of his passes in one game. He's completed 52% of his passes in the other. Max Johnson right now in two games is 24-45, of 53% completions, 314 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. So while, yeah, the Aggies could potentially win all of those games, It's going to be in spite of an offense that's just there. Like he's just managing the game. Now, I'll give, I'll be fair and I'll say he's not turning it over. He's not costing them the game, but he's surely not winning the game either. They scored 17 points against Miami. That's not impressive. You know why that's not impressive? Because Middle Tennessee this past weekend scored 45 points on Miami. So you should be able to open up your offense and score on Miami. Miami's not any good. So. Yeah, could they, in theory, maybe beat Alabama again? Yeah, maybe so, but it won't be anything to do with Max Johnson. Casey, why are you a Cowboys fan? A listener wants to know. I'm going to tell you the honest truth of this. A, about 70% of it is because my dad is a Cowboys fan, right? Just following him, doing what he did, as whenever I was growing up. My dad is a Cowboys fan because he's been a Cowboys fan since before there even was a New Orleans Saints. So this all, bro, you should like your hometown team, but... I always laugh at people who say, you should like your hometown team. I didn't realize that I live in New Orleans, right? I don't live in New Orleans. That's not my hometown team. Maybe my home state team. It's not my hometown team. Um, But then second, when I was a kid, the Saints were terrible. In the early to mid-1990s, Wade Wilson was the starting quarterback one season. That was the era of the team where we had Billy Joe Tolbert and Billy Joe Tolliver and Mario Bates at running back. New Orleans wasn't any good. And the Cowboys were winning Super Bowls at that time. So what happened was the Saints weren't selling out. So their games locally would black out. You couldn't watch them. So on Sunday, in lieu of a Saints game, Fox, or I I should think the NFL, NFC was on CBS at the time. They would play the Cowboys game. That was the team that I was able to watch the most, because the Saints weren't on damn TV because all you lifelong Houdat Nation members weren't going to games. That's why I'm a Cowboys fan, because the fan base wasn't loyal in the 90s. When the team stunk, they didn't go. Saints weren't on TV. Casey, what was your best moment from the LSU student section? Oh, my God, there were so many. Um, the student section during my time at LSU invented the naughty chant for neck that still remains today. That's not my bright moment, but it's just an aside. Um, I would have to go, I mean, look, the, the easy answer and the cop out answer would be to say the Florida game where Hester ran for five, fourth down first downs and you beat Tebow, but. The truth of the matter is that the Tigers went on that long drive away from the student section. So we were able to see what was happening, but it was really far away and it was a long prolonged drive and I don't know, it got loud there. Don't get me wrong, but the most profound moment, the one moment was I think the same season, 2007, you're playing Auburn, it's a tie game late, you're in plus territory, you do a run play on third down, and the clock is running and running and running and running. And then it looks like, okay, well, he's going to just call a timeout and kick a long field goal. I don't know why they're not trying to get a little closer, but that's what they're going to do. Then it keeps running and running and running some more. And then they're on the ball trying to run a play. And it's like, oh, my God, they're going to run out of time. Matt Flynn drops back to pass, throws a ball to the end zone. You're saying, oh, my God, what the hell are we doing? Demetrius Bird catches the pass in the end zone. Instead of kicking the field goal, you win by six. I remember that, oh my God, what the hell are we doing moment being silence. I remember the ball going in the air and it's like, (gasps) everybody just kind of gasping. I remember Bird catching the pass. Then I remember in just like the blink of an eye, just sheer pandemonium. Drinks flying in the air as loud as you could imagine it being. That was the most wild, singular moment that I ever experienced in the LSU student section. That was crazy. That was absolutely crazy. That's something I'm never going to forget for the rest of my life. Casey, who's the White Rabbit going to be? The listener who wants to know that is going to be Bray Wyatt, I think. If not, um, they better come up with something more explosive than Bray Wyatt because people are going to be pissed off. As, you know, they got fans thinking it's going to be something pretty special. You can't now give them you know, the gobbledygooker from the 90s. It's got to be something that they'll really like if it's not Bray. Last question, Casey, what's up with Nichols football? They're not very good, y'all. That's that's what's up. They, they just don't have a very gifted team this season. Um, struggling on defense, don't have explosiveness on offense. If they don't win decisively on Saturday, it could potentially be a really long season in Thibodeau for the first time in a while after a long stretch of being very, very competitive. We close up the mailbag right there. Let's catch a quick break. I've got three very fast picks for you out of the break. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this.
5: For nearly half a century, Tiger Rag Magazine has covered all things LSU sports. The 2003 National Championship with Coach Nick Saban. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. The 2007 National Championship with Coach Les Miles. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. And the undefeated season of the 2019 National Championship with Coach Ed Ordron. Tiger Rag was there with coverage from the practice field to the hoisting of the trophy. But in all these years of LSU sports moments, there has never been a more exciting time to be a Tiger fan than now. A new era has arrived at Tiger Stadium. Coach Brian Kelly has arrived in Baton Rouge with aspirations of grasping the one thing, one thing that has eluded his illustrious career, a national championship.
1: It takes hard work. It takes a
2: commitment.
5: Tiger Rag Magazine will be there every step of the way as Coach Kelly attempts to solidify his status in Louisiana immortality. mortality. Follow each moment with Tiger Rag
4: Magazine on newsstands now online at tigerrag.com. Your brand new Galliano Fresh Market is now open seven days a week. Our team is ready to help make your shopping experience all that it can be. Galliano Fresh Market has been blessed to serve this community for over four decades. This family-owned supermarket understands the needs and values of this community. Whether it be the bakery, butcher shop, catering, produce, or shopping boat orders, you will find everything you need all under one roof. At Galliano Fresh Market, check out our weekly ads online at gallianomarket.com.
0: This is Ernie Johnson, Jr. Sports is about overcoming obstacles. And college coaches work hard to help young men overcome Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's called Coach to Cure MD, and you can help. Text the word CURE to 501-501 to donate $25 on your next mobile phone bill. Or go online to coachtocuremd.org. Text the word CURE to 501-501. Help coaches cure MD.
1: Brought to you by the American Football Coaches Association.
2: Thibodeau Regional, again acknowledged for delivering an outstanding
5: patient experience by Healthgrades. While we may be the recipient of the award, our patients are the real winners because you can have confidence in the quality of care you'll receive. Thibodeau Regional Health System, proud to be among the top 10% of hospitals in the nation and the only hospital in Louisiana recognized by Healthgrades for providing an outstanding patient experience 14 years in a row.
0: Come on, yeah. If you want it all back, jump to your feet right now.
1: Oh. Welcome right back to by Play by Play. play. I want to thank BJ Young. I want to thank Taylor Griffin, and I want to thank you all for listening. In addition to that, I want to thank all of our sponsors for allowing us to be here on this awesome Wednesday show. The Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV, located on Highway 90 in Boutique, Southland Dodge, and Homa. Industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control. Professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Golden Motors where price is priority. Proudly supporting South Lafouche athletics and community youth sports organizations. Saturday the sports corner ten o'clock presented by Terrebonne General Health System. Stan Gravall and myself for the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports from your local sports experts, sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. So thanks to everybody for listening today. I've got three betting picks for you all, and then we'll get out of here. Three fast ones here. Um, I like the Atlanta Braves again. Um, Over 8.5, and and then also minus 1.5 run line today. The Nationals are awful. I documented that yesterday. The Nationals are a team that looks more in off-season mode than any other baseball team that I've ever seen looks like they're in off-season mode. They got an early 2-0 lead on Atlanta last night and then just said, you know what? We really don't feel like winning much today. The Braves hammered them in the middle innings. They got an 8-2 win. Today, uh, Atlanta's throwing Jake Odorizzi, who's not been good since being traded to Atlanta, but I think that... Both teams are going to score, and I think Atlanta's going to take care of business. Yankees, minus 130 money line over the Blue Jays. Garrett Cole's throwing against um, Mitch White. Came over from the Dodgers in a trade. Mitch has not been very good since the trade. Cole and the Yankees are going to take care of business today. Lastly, the Phillies, minus one and a half run line today over the Cubs. Again, every day, you guys could say it with me. We like teams that need to win against teams that are in off-season mode in September baseball. The Phillies have to have it. They're throwing their ace against a Cubs team that's lacking. The Phillies are going to win today on the road in Wrigley Field and take care of business of the Chicago Cubs. That's all for me. Tomorrow, we'll be talking about the high school matchups in the area. We will be breaking down... Position by position, where some areas that the Saints can maybe attack the Vikings, where some areas that the Vikings may be able to attack the Saints, the same with LSU and Auburn. We're getting closer to the football weekend, everybody. Keep the radio die on play-by-play. We'll be back the same time tomorrow. Enjoy this beautiful, beautiful day that the Lord gave us outside. It is a gorgeous day to be in southeast Louisiana. We continue to thank and pray for our friends in Florida, and we continue to, um, Wish them well through what's going to be a tough time while also enjoying the blessings that we've been given here. We'll be back at the same time tomorrow. God bless everybody. This is Casey Disclare signing off. You've been listening to Play by Play.
0: You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.